So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Bobby and Nathan from Motherfolk. And we're asking them some questions today about their new EP, The Flower. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? Pretty good. Yes. Um, yeah. A lot of people seem to like it. Well, that's yeah, good. It, it's good because I think it was, uh, I mean, we made it during the pandemic that we still are in. Yes. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I keep on having to say that. Um, but uh, it could have been a lot, you know, it could have been worse, I think, the reception, just because it is so different from a lot of the other stuff we have. But so far, people have seemed to have taken a liking to it, so that's good. Well, I think you guys also released it at the perfect time in the pandemic, where, like, you were able to play shows off it and everything, so that's perfect. Yeah, we held off intentionally well one to give us more time to just like keep working on the songs but two we didn't really want to put something out and not really be able to tour on it at all Mm -hmm. yeah true Uh, so is there any meaning behind the ep name the flower and the ep cover art yeah um the name kind of comes from a lyric uh one of bobby's songs sunlight um one of yeah well it just goes uh it's just about a balance of between a dynamic of a relationship says you are the flower i am the bee Mm -hmm. um and just kind of seem to fit you know like you come up with the product uh which is the album or the ep or the song and then i think the number one hardest thing to do is name it uh like naming the song is difficult but then naming an entire project like is super difficult in the sense i mean would you agree of like in the sense of like you you want to sum it all up in a nice packaged way um yeah i feel like luckily and this time included we never really had to try to brainstorm too hard on the name of it it kind of just pops up and feels right and that's what Mm -hmm. happened with this one um, calling it the flower kind of felt like it put a good bow on the whole project and then as far as the cover art um, I feel like a lot of people do flower and florally stuff so we want it to do something that's different than that but still kind of conveys the same meaning so bees like flowers and so we decided to go with bees perfect bees and then we got our cover <laughs> love perfect. it uh, so can you tell us a little about your writing process for this EP? Uh, yeah, this EP was um, a little bit different. Uh, since we are in the pandemic, we, uh, like I'm in, we're in my home studio right now, which is in my basement. And um, Nate has his own studio at home as well. And we kind of wrote uh, a little bit together, but a lot of it was, um, separate from each other uh and then kind of putting the pieces together of the song afterwards um definitely a different process but one that was kind of nice because for the first time we're you know self-producing and and kind of that solitude i think lent us uh the time to become stronger songwriters and just producers over overall and then the really helpful thing is that you know we're we're not alone uh Mm -hmm. 
you know, no one's alone, but uh, me and Nate can always bring at least a 95, you know, 90% finished song uh, to each other and kind of fill in the gaps. Um, so that's kind of what it was this time around for sure. Okay. Perfect. Do you think, do you guys think that you like adjusted well to this like new way of working like separate and everything, or was there a learning curve for you guys? I think we adjusted pretty well to it. Um, it wasn't too different from what we've done in the past, except for the like self-producing part. But I think we learned pretty fast. We've been in a lot of studios over the years. So like, it wasn't too hard to pick it up on our own and figure out, you know, how to record things and how to mix things. Um, more importantly too, or as importantly maybe is like we got to uh, figure out how we specifically like doing those things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whenever you add another brain in or another mind in, in the studio, the end result is going to change. Um, and sometimes that change is really, really good. I wouldn't have wanted to do what we did, you know, uh, for this EP when we first started out, because that yeah. probably would have been a train wreck. But <laughs> after having so much time and so many years and, you know, three other albums under our belt, I feel like it was probably the perfect time to try to do something like this. And honestly, I don't see... Um, I don't see the process changing a whole ton for the future just because of how happy we are with, uh, with this project. So, yeah. All right. Very cool. Perfect. All right. Uh, so I want you two to tell us your favorite lyric off this EP and the meaning behind it. Oh gosh. You go first. Okay. I, I think for one second. <laughs> one. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lyrics uh, is from just the intro track. We make our pictures speak. Um, and it's that line, what can I do to make this picture speak? I, I talked about it before, but that whole song kind of came up. Uh, out of these letters I was reading between Vincent Van Gogh to his brother. And yourself. And, and me. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I stumbled upon just like, I don't know how I went down the rabbit hole, but was reading up on uh, Vincent Van Gogh's correspondence with his brother in like the year up to before he died. And there was one letter that said like, um, I don't know how, I'm paraphrasing, but uh, mm -hmm. essentially I don't know how to put into words what I'm feeling, but all I can do is make my pictures speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, just from an artistic standpoint, that struck me a lot because I feel like that's what we try to do with songwriting you know is you're trying mm -hmm. to put into a song things you can't actually say or explain so um that lyric and that whole song kind of was born out of that moment so that's that's my pick okay. yeah mine kind of uh -huh. backs off of that uh there's a song called contact and uh it, I think in the first pre-chorus it says uh, words would start on my tongue never uh, words would start in my lungs, never finding my tongue. And it kind of conveys the same thing. I, I think the thing that we have in common is that we don't always articulate our feelings or emotions or uh, uh, 
uh, I don't know, just intimacy uh, into everyday life, uh, whether that's communicating verbally or just uh, through our actions. Um, or I guess I can only really speak for myself, but <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that, that whole song just kind of, to me, encompasses the idea that, um, you know, what happens when uh, you're out of time or um, to convey how you feel and the words still aren't there. Um, and yeah, so like, like Nate said, putting that into the art or the music is feels helpless sometimes but that's all you can really do mm -hmm. sure i appreciate the long the the explanations usually we just get this is my favorite lyric and fuck you that's why yeah <laughs> so, we like ourselves so i appreciate it um so where was your headspace at while you guys are writing this well we it was during lockdown so like same headspace as every person in the world probably super bored yeah <laughs> at first it was really exciting because you we had something to work on and I feel like there was a spectrum of like you know some days you know just like anything some days you really can throw yourself into your work um and then other days it feels a little bit like a chore but like I said if I you know, if one of us were the sole writer or something like that in the band, I'm sure the process would have been a lot lonelier. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely went through some bad times and mm -hmm. then uh, mm -hmm. found our way through it. I think that's what's helpful is once the project is done, you can kind of release it, you know, and I mean, physically, literally release it into the world. But you know, hopefully it's not your problem anymore. It's the audience's problem. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so how do you recommend your listeners to listen to this EP for the first time? Should they play it in the car with friends, in the dark with headphones on? Should they blast it at a party? What do you guys personally recommend? Hmm. I, um, I feel like with headphones on is probably the best way to experience most music. Um, so that, but I, I do think we've done a good job of keeping things upbeat enough to where it can still be played in the car with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. However, however people want to is, is fine with me as long as they listen to it. Hit yeah. clips. All right. Hit clips. So this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Both of you have to do it. Oh, God. Think for a minute. <laughs> three words. Only three. Uh. Um. Uh. Let's see here. Hold on. Maybe like secular. Secular. <laughs> secular. Oh, okay. Strong start. No. Hold on. Secular. Why is secular one of you? Can you use that the <laughs> sentence? <laughs> you didn't even let me finish it. Um, now, now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. No, no. I totally lost it because we don't have a yes ander in the room. We have a no and stop. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the question again? Three <laughs> words. Describe it. Yeah. 
in three words. Does three it have words. to be a sentence or they all have no. to be? No. They don't have to connect. In it's up way. to you. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Fun, riveting, compelling. There you go. All right. That's what I'm going to do. All Secular right. is the fourth word. <laughs> Bonus. Delectable. Ooh, cunning. Okay. Um, <laughs> cutting edge, but cutting edge has got a high thing. So yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Perfect. All right. Good job. <laughs> so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this EP to invoke in your listeners? Yeah, like just like real delectable cutting edge, <laughs> <laughs> secular, oh secular, whatever the fuck. Yeah, like very secular emotion. Yeah, like leave whatever mm-hmm. you have at the time. Um, no, I think so for sure. Like it was definitely a very. I feel like there's very dark subject matter or and the kind of the EP is kind of the process of coming out of the other side of that so um, I guess those are probably the emotions that it should invoke um, whether it does or not yeah take you on a journey of maybe some self-reflection but you know at its best or worst it's just music so hopefully uh you have a good time when you listen to it there we go yeah um so picture this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice oh interesting okay it depends what part of the country we're in yeah what are we talking about are we talking about we're going to a sheets because sheets has all of the options i might get a yeah burger. or are we in the south can i get boiled peanuts we're um, on the east coast you're going mm-hmm. to a wawa wawa uh, yeah okay well, well i'm gonna get a, a hot dog hmm. um wawa hot dogs are okay qt has the best hot dogs on the east coast what um, what is it with you and the gas station hot dog why do you trust it why do i trust it why does every trucker in america trust it? <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah it's the you can basically judge on the color of the hot dog whether or not you should <laughs> you know, if it's a nice brown then go for it but yeah. if it's green and pale then yeah skip it in all honesty, it's like it's the one thing that most gas stations have that's hot because you stop at a lot of gas stations, but you can't mm-hmm. just chips and cookies all the time. Yeah. yeah. You so have to have sustenance. When you want something hot and it's after a show and every restaurant is closed, yeah. mm-hmm. you got to go for that gas station glizzy. Because don't get this relish on it, put some dried onions on it, a little bit of mustard. You're going to want to mm-hmm. stay away from fresh produce because you're at a gas station you know okay. sure. mm-hmm. that's where we draw the line then is it the fresh produce yeah well not just... necessarily sometimes <laughs> i'll put the fresh relish on fresh <laughs> yeah well relish on it yeah if the bottle's out all right I'm gonna, mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna totally let you take that question although i will say i'm i'm very partial to speedway's pizza i think speedway's mm. pizza is actually really good mm-hmm pizza is better than little caesar's pizza okay okay well, maybe on the same tier as pizza hut okay. definitely i mean <laughs> the uh yeah the integrity of it is a little better for sure yeah for sure. okay got some hot takes today yeah <laughs> i'd like to know your ranking of like, pizza now I'm glad that you've asked us this question now because i'm ready to just talk <laughs> I mean, you don't need to start it on the roller grill 
items. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a nice, what are the, what are those called? Tornadoes? Yeah, tornado. Tornadoes are the... great. And here's the thing about, you'll love tornadoes, um, Shane, because uh, you, you can't see the meat inside of it like you can see the hot dog. The hot dog's a little too person like personal and close and intimate for me. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing it is just a little bit, it's just laid out, you know, on that bun. Mm -hmm. But when everything's tucked away and I, I, I can't see it, you know, I don't know if it'll kill you or not. That's the a fun surprise. in it. surprise. Yeah. It'll definitely kill you, but I mean, like, <laughs> so will everything. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. gravity is killing me right now. Oh, yeah. Light can kill you. Too much of it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? Hmm. Some sort of jambalaya or gumbo, maybe. Mm. I feel like we got a lot of different pieces at work. Mm. Yeah, but maybe that's too many. Any pieces. any good dish is a variety of pieces, though. For sure. Well, I mean, if I could liken us to a hot dog. Yeah. yeah I knew. I knew you were gonna. <laughs> it, kind of hot dog. Um. Well, it's from. It's a QT. Of course. The the dog itself is the jalapeno cheddar one okay yeah um and then we got a bun and then we've got some toppings and i feel like little potato chips on top yeah but who's gonna... i like those well you can be the little potato chips on top yeah just crumbled up <laughs> maybe barbecue yeah yeah um and then uh ethan would be the onion on top yeah because he's kind of like Ugh. it's like you can't live without it the crunch oh wait you can't potato chips never mind ethan's out you don't need onions. Yeah. I feel uh, like we really just need the hot dog and the bun. And chips. At the end of the day. <laughs> Does that answer your question? That answers the question. Kind of, yeah. We're either gumbo or what about hot dog gumbo? A gumbo with little hot dog slices in it. Yeah. Oh. And buns in there too. Yeah. And chips. I think we're going to have to cut this interview off here. This email is going to be really awkward when I have to explain to Haley why we cut this one off right here. Yeah. yeah. They just wouldn't stop talking about hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, gosh. Man. Hopefully not eating as so many QTs. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Or eating them more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope that we're still going and that we're doing it on a bigger level. That's always the goal for, we never really think five years ahead. You think like one year at most. And it's like, I want to be doing bigger things next year than this year. And luckily that's been the case every year so far. So if that continues to happen in five years, we should be uh, playing the Super Bowl. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, five, years. five years. All right. Cool. And yeah, you can have like twenty twenty six. And, <laughs> and can like along with the the cheerleaders, you can have dancing gas station hot dogs out like on the field doing choreography mm. during your set. Yeah, our whole thing isn't hot dogs. Like well, it seems asked, like it is. You asked us about food, so we answered about food. How many hot dogs have you had today? <laughs> I haven't had any. <laughs> You haven't had any hot dogs? No. That's why you're in such a bad mood. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying, you could make hot dogs part of your brand. You can. Okay. 
I mean, I'm I'm open to it at this there point. We go. We'll see in five years. All right. <laughs> five years. Uh, so for these last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Sure. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to we'll death row. Away from music a lot. Boom. What if- <laughs> <laughs> so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Death row records? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Okay, it would be a hot dog. And, oh, uh, God. But hold on, look for the toppings. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I'll hear you out. Not just any hot dog. All right. In Cincinnati, we have, where are you all from? New Jersey. Virginia. What'd you say, Shane? New Jersey. New Jersey and Virginia. That's cr- mm-hmm. You're going to tell me how you guys met. And did, okay. We'll tell you at the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. We live in Cincinnati, and there's a place called Skyline Chili here. And their whole thing is they serve these little hot dogs, little coney-sized hot dogs with chili on top and cheese. Mm-hmm. You can have mustard and onions if you're weird. I stick with the chili and cheese. So <laughs> my last meal on death row would probably be 10 Skyline cones oh. with habanero. It's my last meal. That's true. <laughs> you got a point. Yeah, with yeah. the habanero cheese. They do a special habanero cheese. That's great. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be it for me. How are you washing that down? A big jug of Mountain Dew. No, there you I, go. I I like this. I can respect that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I, you know, if I'm taking the question very seriously, mm-hmm. I would be like very upset that I was dying. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then the fact that like I had done something so bad that it would call for capital. That's true. What are we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I would. I no, like a huge meal would be mm-hmm. terrible. I feel like. Yeah. Who would want to die when you're like, oh, I'm so fool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Very soon you're not going to feel it, you know? Exactly. How do they die? How do they kill people these days? I think <laughs> it's lethal injection, oh. but it's like five different shots. So it's like, it's not going to be like instant. So. Yeah. What happened to the good old days when you, back, just, so. you just zap them? <laughs> you just zap them? You no. Know? I don't think that was <laughs> ethical. <laughs> It's the whole thing ethical. It's not ethical, but they say that this is the most Murder. ethical ethical. version of this unethical thing. Yeah. Death by hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Can you substitute it for overeating until you die? Sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Lettuce wraps. <laughs> <laughs> Lettuce wrap with uh, carnitas meat in it. Ooh. Uh, I like it very lean so that it takes a long time to die. Mm-hmm. Not trying to die fast. I just want as many lettuce wraps as you need until you die. It's <laughs> the way to go. How are you going to wash that down? Whiskey. Perfect. <laughs> I would just like several um, large bottles of whiskey. And you know what? That's probably how I'd die. Yeah. Not the lettuce wraps. No. But we'd have to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Oh, this is Middle Earth. Yeah, Middle Earth. Both of you. Yeah, we're big Tolkien fans. Um, I would like to live 
somewhere in between two universes though i would like to live in the star wars universe and the lord of the rings um universe because i would like all of i like to think that middle earth is just like a planet in the star wars solar it's system so, right like yeah it's like you so can just close. land a ship or maybe it happened a little after star wars because star yeah. wars happened a long time ago in a galaxy far far, far, far away. away so maybe mm-hmm. it's the same galaxy but it just so happened to be in like a primitive time yeah after mm. all of star wars where do you think geographically you would set up shop in middle earth <laughs> that's a better question than their question i'm doing their job <laughs> um i mean honestly honestly i'd love to live in uh Minas Tirith. yeah but city life i know that i can't afford that so i'd yeah. probably oh. be um I'd probably just try to join the Rohirrim, be a Rohan suit citizen. Yeah. Probably live on the outskirts. Yeah. I'm not going to be nobility or anything. Uh, I'll just be eating hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Out in Rohan South. Riding horses, eating glizzies. Mm-hmm. And you were trying to tell me hot dogs ain't part of your brand. Come on. Well, maybe they are now. Exactly. <laughs> we were trying to be a serious band until you came along. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, so I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. Mm. What is your favorite color? Hot dogs. <laughs> it's like that kind of weird pink then. My favorite color kind of weird definitely pink. changes. Right now I've been really into, what have I been into? I've been really into like gold, like dark yellow. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's mine. Yeah, mine is orange, but like a lighter orange, like an orange that reminds me of um, Dreamsicles. Uh, oh. Because mm-hmm. I like the taste of Dreamsicles. I think they're like one of the best tasting things on the planet. Um, so maybe I'd like to have that with my last meal is a Dreamsicle. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. For dessert. For dessert, of course. It's like a cold hot dog. <laughs> It's just like a cold hot dog. <laughs> uh, uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys like to plug? Um, our new EP, The Flower, is out now. You can stream it everywhere. We're going on tour January through March. You can see those dates at motherfolk.com. That's it. That's it, baby. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been Motherfolk, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>